so look, I ought to warn you at the beginning, uh, there may be some uh, dog noise. Yeah, as normal. Well, yeah, I know normal in the distance, but, but different ones because we're dog sitting. Oh, right. Okay. Somebody else's dog. We've got another dog here called Luna, who is absolutely lovely. She's a, hang on, Labradoodle. She's quite big. Oh, yeah, nice. Oh, she might be a cockapoo. Oh, they're lovely. I can't work it out. I think I think cockapoo. Anyway, the point is, she is lovely and she's quite young. She's only ten months old or eight months old, and she's uh, she's very bouncy and friendly. Mm. With the result that Bill, our other dog, who is old, hates her. <laughs> no, really, I can't imagine Bill hating any any other animal. <laughs> no, he absolutely detests any. Anything young and enthusiastic. I don't. I don't know where he gets it from. Where can he get that from? I don't know. So, That's so a fight could break out at any minute. Who knows? Okay, noted. Well, it's quiet at the moment, so get on with the show. Episode. Don't know. You haven't updated. I know. I don't. I don't even know what it is. I think it's 195. Should we go with that? Yeah. Let's say it is. Don't know. Actually, now I'm doubting myself. I could look. Yeah, you look, and while I say thank you to people. Oh yeah, you do that. All right. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> what a classic! Another great opening. Uh, welcome to whatever episode this is. Uh, my name's Nick Page. There's Joe Davis looking up. Hello. On the internet, our own show. Oh, yeah, because... no, it's, it's episode 195, definitely. Excellent, we were right, <laughs> so that's good. And, um, yeah, and, and we want to start off by saying thank you to everyone who's been messaging us and yes. giving to the podcast and, um, you know, just generally getting in touch and saying, you know, nice things because it's been really encouraging over the last few weeks. It is, and it does make you believe that this really is a little community, not just a... Mm. Yeah, podcast really. So thank you. Yeah, listen, everyone, you are amazing. We do have the best listeners. There's no doubt about we do, it. Yeah, it's just a shame about the presenters. <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. You can't. You can't. One out of two is not bad, is it? Exactly. We'll take um, it. <laughs> yeah. No, it's been it's been great, especially since we've had a bit more of a rested time uh, recently. Obviously, with Joe gallivanting, which we will hear about in due course. Mm. Um, I don't know if we've got any notices to start with, though. Well, uh, yes, one. One rather delayed notice, because I probably should have mentioned this months ago. But on Saturday the 14th of May, which is quite close when you think about it, um, so we're doing another one of our Enneagram days, and this time it's type number five. So if you're an Enneagram five or married to an Enneagram five or someone in your life is quite important to you who's a type five then Ali again is going to be leading a day about um you know what what that type looks like and what it means and sort of what it means for us spiritually and in terms of spiritual practices that we would probably hate but more importantly that we would probably enjoy engaging with type fives aren't known for their love of sharing their feelings let's just put it that way um so <laughs> aren't they the thinkers type five aren't they, they the are. people who go away and think about things yes they go away and they think about things and they're extremely all the fives i know are extremely intelligent people but they they're, they're also very creative and um, they tend to do things like roast their own coffee i can't help oh, yeah, okay. 
make their own coffee roaster in some extreme cases. I'm talking to you, Dave. I mean, you know, it's yes, they go into detail. They do their research. They, uh, yeah, knowledgeable people. They ponder things a lot. So you could have long silences during the day. Exactly. You could have just times where everybody sits and thinks about it. Yeah, exactly. Or goes out for a walk and then comes back with their opinion. Well, they feel safe when they've got lots of information and knowledge. That's that's the point there. So don't, we won't go into the whole thing. I mean, I'm assuming people who don't know the Enneagram wouldn't be in the slightest bit interested anyway. But for those that are, that's a day for you. We're meeting Worthing at my house uh, we can take about eight people. So just send in, if you want to come along, drop me a line, joe at midfaithcrisis.org. Day's free. It's just, you know, it's done on a donation basis. We'll give you some lunch and, and you know, come along. That's Sounds your lovely. bag. Yeah, love to see you. So that's the notice. I think that's it. Yeah. Uh, well, there's Lee Abbey as well, which I have no idea what the status of Lee Abbey is, whether it's, you know, there's still spaces available or not, but it's worth checking out. Well, I imagine 17 will have gone. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> who knows? I don't know. Uh, uh, no. So anyway, um, there's a link to that on the website. Yeah, and five days in North Devon. I mean, what could be better? You can ignore us the whole time if you like, but you'll be in the most beautiful spot on earth. It's fantastic. Yeah. There's very good fish and chips down in Lynmouth. Oh yeah, there is. I tell you what else there is. There's a pub right on the seafront there that does the most amazing Mourinho, but they do it with like. Um, spice and cider as well and all, all kinds of versions of more it's delicious if you like your muscles yum i don't think i'll bother doing any uh, actual content that week i'll just go and eat <laughs> that's pretty much what i built my life on anyway <laughs> uh the other thing is just behind the scenes we're changing now hang on i've got to get this right we're changing where our podcast is hosted shouldn't affect Jesus, anything but you know you if you if... are changing <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, but uh, hopefully there won't be any disruption to service. And if there is actually now, I can't think what the point of saying this is because you wouldn't hear it, would you? No. You did, So So you basically just wasted vital seconds of people's lives by talking about something that doesn't even affect them in any way. Thank you. Well, that's that's the podcast, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, that's what we've been doing for 195 episodes. <laughs> I don't think that's... Anything new? <laughs> this is starting to feel like one of the deacons' meetings I used to attend very regularly. <laughs> okay, well let's not go back into that trauma. Anyway, no, because you've just come back from holiday. So how are you? Well, um, you know, it's great. I mean, it was lovely. What can I say? I feel so privileged, and it was lovely to spend time with my brother. Actually, all joking apart, this guy hasn't been in the sea for over three years. And on my last day, I went for a swim with him in the sea. I mean, it took an almighty effort, bearing in mind, you know, hips and shoulders and yeah, all kinds of yeah. other things. But 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 it was just fabulous. I mean, that was such a treat. That was a real highlight, and uh, really good to spend time with him. And just yeah, and then just yeah, the routine of not working. How much do I love not working? Oh. <laughs> it's just terrific and i'm quite good at it Are you? <laughs> yeah. i used to think i was good at my job and then i tried not doing my job and i realized i'm much better at that it's a shame if your professional skills is not actually doing any profession that's a, yeah. that's a bit of a problem isn't it <laughs> it's a little bit. but no thanks it was it was really and we have come back feeling really well rested and yeah back into the afraid where it's now extre- extremely busy who would have thought so I, t- I took in quite a lot of work while I was away. So I've got to come back and do it all. 
yes that's the problem isn't it it's yeah. just quite fun taking in work it's always <laughs> exactly but anyway right. but no it's it's a lovely thing and you know you go away and you you make some plans i've, I've finished that book atomic habits that i told you about before oh yeah yeah i think um you know come back as you are sort of determined to just make a few tweaks here and there yeah okay good yeah yeah so slightly earlier bedtime and a slightly earlier rise in the morning that's the but you already get up about 5 30 or something. no i don't i don't i you're like a monk i get up at 6 25 which you may seem early to one or two listeners but i imagine for the vast majority who work or who have children they will realize that's not early yeah. at all <laughs> so, so yeah. good yeah i don't know it's, it's just been wonderful but how are you and what's what's going on and uh yeah i'm all right yeah i'm enjoying uh, the warm weather that's nice this is not warm and... this is freezing <laughs> no all right it's it's oh, mr mexico um yeah no it's lovely over easter it was really nice warm weather and that was lovely uh oh. listening to the chiff chaffs are back so that's nice. oh isn't that lovely I heard a few chiff chaffs yeah that's nice um yeah and easter was lovely i've really enjoyed holy week this year well if, if enjoys the right word i found it very powerful you know I, I, was that listening to yourself preach was moving well i did preach which we could come <laughs> on to but but i just enjoyed being at church for it and we do the tenebrae service which is uh called it's latin for darkness so it's, mm. it's that service where you have a series yeah. of readings and the candles and then the candles out. go Beautiful. out yeah no i like that yeah that was powerful um you know good friday was powerful it was it was just a just felt a really special time this year. Resonant with meaning because of recent experiences of death and yeah, a little bit maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, lots going on. I think lots of change and lots of um, things happening. But I, I, I don't know. It just felt renewing this year in a, a you know, a really good way. So that that was great. Yeah. Well, that's really interesting. My experience was the opposite in some ways. In that I felt very disconnected from easter uh this year more so than, and it is normally over the past few years i've found it incredibly meaningful and i've enjoyed the the lent series and, and the run-up and then in soul place you know together as a little community mm. doing something and then doing something on the beach more public thing um you know a meditation or something around um, hope or death and resurrection so didn't didn't do that, you see, and and consequently felt really sort of a bit isolated from community, really, because we weren't here. So it's, uh, but I missed it. Well, you do, don't you? When you're away, that ha that happens a lot. And you're, you're different. I think the most isolated from Easter I've ever felt was at Spring Harvest. That's funny. Where it could yeah. come and go, and you'd never notice it, would you? When you used to work there. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah, that's right. You you would be there, and you'd be sort of vaguely aware of it, but but it, but it was ironic that you were this sort of huge christian conference and yeah. <laughs> it wasn't really till i stopped doing that that i rediscovered easter and um it's quite it's quite interesting so i, I watched myself speak this morning someone over <laughs> over easter some dear listener posted up on uh, the public soul place uh, facebook page a talk i did two years ago in the first lockdown an easter talk that i just decided to do for people that don't go to church you know and um and it was it was really strange experience watching us as a horrible experience. <laughs> Why would you do that? Uh, it is odd, isn't it? But even in it's interesting. Some of the things I said it's interesting just to see how things move on and 
change. And so more. did you find you in a different place? Did you find what? Um, what did you think about that? Uh, I think I found it. It's hard to get past the my goodness, I'm such an old bald bloke phase. But once I did get <laughs> past that, <laughs> um, and listening to the words, yeah, I think nothing's changed radically, because it had already changed quite radically, and perhaps that's why I did it. In fact, because Easter, the whole meaning of Easter, it was such it was infused with so much more meaning. Plus, it was lockdown and no one was going out. So I sort of felt convicted, I think, to do it because I asked myself, why would I have done that? Why did you, you know, strange. Um, But, you know, I did feel that certain things have moved, have moved on a bit even since then. Yeah. Well, I think that's kind of what I was talking about at Easter, um, really. I was talking. I had to preach on the. Um, well, I didn't have to preach. I, you know, I volunteered. You just went up and preached anyway. You weren't supposed to, but no. I thought, who's <laughs> going to do this better? No, I mean, I mean, I was rotated to, but you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't know what I mean really. I'm quite tired. Anyway, um, I, I was speaking on, um, you know, the the Luke twelve, uh, Luke twenty four, rather, once to where the women go to the tomb with the yeah. spices, yeah, ready to anoint the body. And I, I suppose what came, what I was thinking about was how often we have entombed things in our lives. We've sort of given up on them, mm. uh, you know. We and so we we go, and it might be like every morning, you know, you might get up and go 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 out every Monday morning, ready to embalm your job again, you know, because it's dead to you. It's just like, <laughs> right, yeah. You've given up any hopes in it. Or I was talking to people who come to church, and they go to church basically to embalm the faith you know that's what they do mm. they just go there to 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 give it the last rites every sunday because it's dying and it, it's dead <laughs> in their eyes and it's given up and i was i was just saying well what if what if actually resurrection is real in that case what if there's a real what if you know you go there expecting one thing and suddenly you find it's up and moving around again mm. suddenly you find this thing's come alive yeah and uh, you didn't expect it ever to come alive um but there it is, up and up and walking about, and yeah. not only walking about, but looking different to what you imagine. Because the resurrection, resurrection's not resuscitation. It's got, you know, it's different. Yeah, it's, yeah. There's a different form to it. That's good. I like that. I felt quite hopeful about it in the sense. I think this is happening for me. I think things that I'd almost given up on are are sort of springing back into life, but a different, a different kind of life, really. Um, I really like that. So, is this talk available? Can we can we listen to it? Can we watch it? Can we do any of those things? Yeah, it probably is. I don't, I don't know. Look, try not to be useless and <laughs> give me the link. <laughs> right, I'll I'll try and do that. But the point is, you know, I just wanted. I started off actually because you know I don't know how you prepare. I don't know if you do prepare for talks, actually. I've heard you speak, <laughs> and there's there's never any evidence of it. Um, but, <laughs> Normally in the, in the morning, um, you know, I kind of rehearse it a bit. I just talk it through myself, you know, and then I change the ending and then I change the middle and the beginning. So, yeah. you know, it changed yeah, the whole thing. Of course. But on Sunday morning, it was so lovely out. I just went out and planted up sunflowers. Did you? Um, yeah. That's a, that's a beautiful thing. Because I suddenly realised that, and I said this in the talk, I said, um, you can have too many sermons, but you can never have too many sunflowers. That was that's my true. thought, really. Um so the thing didn't quite take the trajectory that I thought in a way, you know, I kind of went off in some different areas, but it was uh, it was good. I just felt I just felt I wanted to do like like I was talking about with Len and planting seeds, you know, 
this year it's really about new life i think really new things you know and i know the other thing that i realized in doing it is that there's that theme you know why why the angels say why do you look for the living among the dead Mm. and i thought well what if they asked me that question what does that mean what if there's a discipline of looking looking for the living instead of looking for the dead what if actually we should go expecting to find life in these places and Mm. not just expecting the 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 dead things and it kind of struck me that hope is a discipline in that sense you know, we often talk about hope as a kind of feeling as if you can somehow sort of just mm. have it. But I think it's a disciplined way of thinking about life. That actually you look with hope. You 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 find the hope. You find the new life. You I find really what like is that. living among the dead. You you, yeah. you make a conscious effort to look for. That's good. Because I think, I think on my best days, I think that's what I do. I go, right, Lord, what are we doing together today? Yeah. You know, it may look like a really mundane, humdrum day with you know lots of emails and lots of writing and you know all the rest of it but you know what are we doing together today sort of focuses me more on that kind of positive hopeful yes that something good could something good could happen with us both today um yeah yeah it's it's difficult isn't it because often you know your your part of you is stuck in the kind of cynical expectation and you You've been down this road so many times before and you, you don't expect anything. So, so sort of train yourself out of that. Mm. Or or even, you can't get rid of that entirely, but just to open up to the possibility that mm. something might change here, I think is, is, is can be quite difficult for people, really. Oh, certainly I find mm. it difficult. Mm. But I think it's, it's just a different orientation, you know. It kind of reminded me of those... I don't know if you know the paintings, a famous painting. I, oh, I don't know who it's by. Is it by Mantegna or something? Of Jesus' resurrection. It's a, it's a Renaissance painting. Mm. And he's, he's sort of stepping out of the tomb. You know, he's got one foot yeah. and he's stepping out. And, and I, it, that sort of reminded me of that, um, you know, one foot in the grave phrase, you know. <laughs> yeah. And because and I, I, as you get older, you think you kind of think that way. But I, I was thinking, well, if you've got one foot in the grave, you got another foot out of it. So it's all a question of which direction you're heading. Isn't yeah, it? So, exactly. You know, you could be climbing in or you could be stepping out. It's entirely up to <laughs> I you. Like really? This is interesting because, you know, my theme, I can't even remember what I entitled my theme, but I know it was something along the lines of exploring serenity and acceptance. Mm. I ch- kind of changed it following my peer epiphany, my epiphany, if you will. Oh, Thank you. yes. Yeah. And while I was away, you know, that that's the sort of thing I was pondering and thinking about day to day as as I have been trying to, you know, you know so far this year, uh, really. And, and, and for those that don't know, it, the, the prayer of serenity is God grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. And just a bit like you've been saying about approaching a day more hopefully more mm. with an expectation of of resurrection at work and and what does that mean in terms of parenting because in in parenting if you like i suppose we've gone through the death of our kids leaving us and being empty nesters and everything and there's a sort of grief process that goes with that i liked them when they were little and needed me and now they patently do not need me in fact if anything i could be quite an annoyance (laughs) (laughs) no so so so, you know there's there's 
there's an experience sort of of death but actually there's whole new opportunities as my kids move to sort of becoming my friends or you know there's there's a change i don't know how to describe what the relationship is now but whatever it is there's lots of possibilities and I always think there's there's time to undo too much damage we might have done when they were smaller. That's my hope of resurrection, oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And then, yeah, as you say, with work, you know, maybe you can't change the mundanity of the lot of the work you do. Maybe you can't change, you, you know, some some of the more tedious aspects of your work, but you can change your approach to it, can't you? Um, and even feeling a bit more peaceful. Look, I can't do anything about the fact that I've got an inbox with 100 emails. I've got to go. I've got to wade my way through them. And, you know, for me, that's not a particularly enjoyable experience. But actually, I can make it more enjoyable by adjusting my attitude to it. Mm. So so it's that's and like you say, getting older, which I think is is a, is a really um, key thing for us now. You know, do. You, you know, old people who grumble a lot, I mean, I just talk about their aches and pains. Well, I hate to say that, I'm only in the 50s, but I've got so many blooming aches and pains. Oh, yeah. And so do you, do you just slide with that <laughs> so that eventually the main topic of conversation whenever we meet is going to be our aches and pains? Yeah. Or, or do you, do you with the other foot out of the grave say, actually... I can still hop. <laughs> There's still, yeah. <laughs> you know, because like I still mourn the loss of running because of my tendonitis and my ankles. But, but actually, there's so much I can do. So, yes, it feels like a waste of my energy to moan what I can't do. Really, now. Well, I'm, I think it helps sometimes, it. doesn't it? You know, I mean, it, it helps. Ha- it, it helps to commiserate with each other, and, to, and that that removes that sense of isolation. I agree. Because I think you know, suffering can isolate you. You think it's only you going through it, so it certainly helps to talk about it, but maybe not wallow in it. You know, that's the thing. I think sometimes it's really nice to have someone you can have a really good moan with. But if that's all you do, if you stay in that place of continue, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so yeah, you want someone you can share how you feel and all the rest of it, and I, I think that's appropriate. It's, it's a bit like the mid faith crisis. You know, you go through that really angry stage, where everything you know to do with church sort of makes you angry. Yeah. Because you can only really filter on how you've been hurt by it, or how stupid it is, or how you've wasted years, or whatever it is. But you don't want to. S- and that's an important stage. And you want someone who will listen to you. You want friends at that point. But also, I think good friends help you move beyond that stage, lest you get stuck. And that's not a good thing. Well, And, and it comes back to sort of looking for the living. Yeah, you're, you're stuck gra- in you know, the grave. You, yeah. You think you're in this graveyard, but you might be in a garden. And that <laughs> person might be a gardener. And you've got to look for the living bits there. Yeah, I um, and I, I, I agree about them. I think... You know, the fact is a lot of people, probably, you know, the majority of people live with some kind of pain most of the yeah. time. Yeah. And and at church and generally in society, we don't really take that into account in a way or because most mm. of it's fairly low level and it's, bits mm. and, you know, like my feet are bad and mm-hmm. bits and pieces. Oh, I've got a shoulder issue, but but it comes and goes. It's sort of different bits. So I think it's important to acknowledge that. But it's also, there's always life 
there's always possibilities of life. There's always things that mm. you can do. You can't run anymore, but there's other things that you can yeah. do that would give you life yeah. and energy. And it's really important, I think, to to look for those. Um, and, and yeah, and to and to seek the living among the dead. Yeah. When you when you were away, so what is, is that? What you brought back from holiday? Because you know, you know, when you go on holiday, you always bring. There's so much space, isn't there? You, you yeah, end up. That's lovely. Do so you go to plan your? You, I was go on holiday thinking, right? Well, I'll plan the rest of my life while I'm away. Because <laughs> well, I intentionally tried not to do that for that very reason because I always right. go away with this big set of expectations. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so but did I you tried. did you did you bring back just more the idea of serenity? Was that what yes. was really? Yeah, that nice is it. You? Yeah, yeah, and it, I found it really helpful. And you know, it's so much easier, isn't it, when you're not working to just be present and live that moment by moment thing and bring yourself mm. back to it. I did a Buddhist meditation while I was away. Did you? Yeah, there was this. Uh, there was this big. Hot, I can't remember his name now. There was a big hotshot Buddhist visiting the island while we we're out there, and he, he was leading a meditation. So he went to it. But the trouble is, he did speak Spanish, which I don't understand. And they did speak, uh, what's the, Tibetan, is it? Is that a language? No, possibly not. Anyway, I didn't understand that. But it was all very moving, actually. And it was by the sea. And we looked out to see why this guy was doing a little bit of chanting and evidently right. doing what appeared to be some sort of healing service. Oh, OK. But he did do a little bit of English. And what he was talking about in English was very good. Hmm. Oh, OK. Yeah. What, what was well? What was he talking about? Well, he was talking about the um, you know, he was saying like he doesn't care whether people are religious or non-religious or whether they sort of call themselves Christians or Muslims or Jews or anything. He says, "I have one desire," and he says, "I want you to be happy." Well, so I thought that was nice. That's a that's a fairly strong opening statement. And then he, and then he talked a little bit about why we're not happy because we're attached to things and we chase things and we do all that. And then. Uh, and then he did some chanting. <laughs> Excellent. Did you, did you take your seagull mask? Because I think that would enhance the situation. But it's interesting. It's interesting. The age of the people who were there, lots and lots of young people. Right. Just saying. It's not like going into, you know, church where I used to preach. It was all old people like me. And even oh. older, That's if you can imagine it. So that's interesting, isn't it? There's a... There's a real spiritual hunger and openness. Oh, I think Everything, there is. I think absolutely. There. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's generally the case. This is why so many atheists are so angry. It's because <laughs> actually there's a huge <laughs> hunger for spirituality. Yeah, but the question is, what form does it take? There's not, I, I don't think there's a hunger for l sort of the limits that there used to be for a, for a closely defined mm. um, spirituality anymore. I think there's there's a, maybe there's a, a desire for something a bit more open mm. but uh, i think pe people are you know a lot of young people are still interested in that why wouldn't you be everybody wants to be connected to something greater than themselves that's what they want so exactly you know i, I think that's that's uh really important look but this is a slightly rambly old podcast isn't it but but it, i don't care really because i'm quite enjoying the conversation really no and it's lovely to chat to you as always but also i want to say i've come back very determined to interview a couple of people on the podcast so um okay yeah, I'll, I'll say more about that as and when they've rejected or accepted my invitation. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. We might have to in, impre uh, do impressions otherwise of them. Yeah. But, uh... <laughs> Which would be harder with Cathy Escobar, to be fair. <laughs> 
We give I'm it a very, shot. I'm yeah. a very talented actor. There's a lot you could do post-production. Um, yeah, well, I think it's been an interesting time. I, uh, there's lots I'm sort of reflecting on. I'm not journaling very much at the moment. Have you run out of pens? No. I might even have actually enhanced that uh, that number. But um, no, I, I, I don't know what's happened there, but I think... Again, it's the space, maybe it's the time. You know, when we were on lock, lockdown, mm. um, you had time each day, you know, you could come down and you, you had yeah. nothing else to do. It does feel like there's a, there's you know, it, it's busier. It does mm. feel like there's more on in that sense. And therefore, yeah. I think that... And also, it felt like I'd come to a sort of point of of, of maybe stopping what I was doing, that daily mm. thing, and then changing changing it up a bit and doing something else because um yeah i don't know it just felt like the with the death of my friend and with various other things you know mm. it would come that, that was a kind of marker point yeah, really of interrupts of, your routines yeah yeah well yeah an end of an era or something like that mm. and maybe a, a new thing so i ha- i'm not really journaling much at the moment but i am trying to do other sort of spiritual things and i'm i am sort of um, you know trying to deliberately make time for choir a bit more um you know, in life, really. I think it is a challenge always, and that's why holidays, you know, they they do present us with those challenges because suddenly you have got space. You had that lovely garden, didn't you, to go oh, it's and, unbelievable. That's and meditate in. Yeah. And that's, that's a lovely thing. You know, so I'm I'm trying to make space for that. I, as I said, just trying to look for the living. Where's the life? And, uh, you know, and, and, and can I sort of nurture that? Um, and I, it's, it's always great, isn't it, when you go back out into the garden in spring... Oh, and yeah. and like you know, you're you're a good gardener. I'm I'm an enthusiastic gardener. I'm very good at foliage. <laughs> I've good. decided, you know, well, that's I can a good grow thing. An awful, no, no. Well, I grow an awful lot of flowers that don't actually flower. They just do the foliage <laughs> thing. And I think I think it's because they realise that I'm not wholly, you know, I'm not very. Um, I'm a bit lazy about it, so they think, well, if he can't be bothered, we won't be bothered. We'll do a bit, but we won't do the full, we won't do the full pollinating thing because it's just too much, too much effort, and he's not putting it. So I think. So. But but what I do love about it, spring is going out into the garden and finding I haven't killed everything. You know, that's that's my kind of view of it. You know, that that actually, oh, that, despite my best efforts, that that is there's still life there. There is life amongst the dead. Look at that. That hoster is actually coming back despite it was like slug Mageddon last year. It's coming back. So Brilliant. I'm hoping that that will sort of affect lots of other things and other areas of my life great. as well. So you've been listening to Gardener's Question Time with Nick Page and Joe. <laughs> well, you've been listening to Gardener's Existential Crisis Time, I think. I don't know that question. Gardener's Rambling Time. It has been a little bit rambly, hasn't it? A little bit catch-up. Yeah, you know. I know. We'll come back with great emails because you can be sure that this week we're going to get lots of lovely emails in from our wonderful that listeners. That would be great. And if you um, if you haven't really enjoyed this episode, the rambling nature of it, then send us an email with a question. That would yes, be helpful. to joe at midfaithcrisis.org. <laughs> we, we're always grateful. It's great to hear from people. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, send us a question or get in touch on Facebook or, uh, I don't know, other other ways. I yes, know, other indeed. Ways we could do, really, any, no. via the website. And, um, well, yeah, and we'll be back next week. We're very uh, grateful for you listening. Thanks for Yes, much. indeed. And don't forget, there is a pearl of wisdom from is today's... There? Yes, oh, there okay. was. Um, and it's this. And we will leave you with this. You can have too many sermons, but you can't have too many sunflowers. That is true. <laughs> <laughs> it's genius. <laughs>